0: Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt.
1: I feel like
2: Jerry Lawler's foot smells. And I am Savio (laughs) Shinga,
1: star of the show.
0: Welcome to episode 155, King of the Ring 1995. Goods and glory. Yeah, are we gonna see some guts and glory in this show? I, don't know. I thought this was. About, I mean, like, some royalty
1: be... and stuff. What the hell is this guts and glory bullshit? Somebody's gonna put a
0: crown on their head at some point. Like, shouldn't it be something like royalty or something? Oh like the yeah. Email? Like mm-hmm. the, king, the king gets crowned. But that sounds like a better tagline yeah. for the show.
2: Uh, an a golden new... glory or something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, some
1: new king for a new year. Yeah, anything uh,
2: really. Maybe one day we're gonna get like a Great American Bash. The royal treatment
0: yeah. or something. Guts and glory should be like a battle <laughs> royal thing. I mean, it feels like a almost like a SummerSlam tagline oh uh, yeah. yeah, and Lex isn't on the show, so I mean, literally, you say guts and glory, and that's immediately who I think of. It's Lex Luger, he is not on the show. Yeah, old
1: glory. Yeah. He's the American uh, guy, the Lex Express. Yeah, I mean, rest in peace. I'm not gonna
2: lie, I think of Paul Roma. But, I mean, even though, wasn't, even though it wasn't power and glory, it's guts and glory, you know,
1: whatever. Hey, at least somebody was thinking about Paul Roma. Yeah. Someone.
0: <laughs> but this was the third annual King of the Ring pay-per-view produced by WWF. It took place on June 25th, 1995 at the Core State Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, oh my God.
0: With an there. attendance of 16,950 people and a buy rate of 150K. Huh. I
3: mean,
0: a good turnout for Philly. That is a good turnout for Philly. <clears throat> the I mean, yeah. buy rate, on the other hand. Yeah. Is that a good or a bad one? I believe, if I remember correctly, In Your House did 320. Yeah. I say oh, this, wow, this yeah, this is going down though. Yeah, the buy rate for In Your House, which was the last WWF Pay Per View, 332000 So it's like oh, over a 50% drop-off?
1: Too, wasn't it? it was
0: cheaper. Oh, that's yeah. a good point, yeah. So, I mean, that does probably make up some of that. Yeah, but still one hundred and fifty. Yeah, That that seems a little, a we're little light. To, we're here to
1: find out if, it's a, if it was a better show or not.
0: <laughs> but we are also here to find out what Shane brought us, because we're in Philly.
2: We're in Philly, once again never in philly
0: no 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 no.
1: so yeah i'll
0: make the joke (laughs) okay yeah we retired it but
1: matt's it's full
0: (laughs) rain
2: um yes we we are in philly nobody knows the troubles i have seen or i feel or however the fuck that song goes because once i i hear that we're going to philly then my brain just kind of starts to shut down because we're in philly so often thanks to good old ECW,
1: your brain turns uh, into a cheesesteak. You have to
2: try and follow suit and go to Philly to try and catch the wave of of excitement from the uh, the hardcore fans by bringing them guts and glory, also known as King of the Ring. So yeah, we're in Philly, and typically I try and find something from the Philly or Pennsylvania area to showcase where the show is. But since we're here so often, I decided to mix it up and do something that has more of a a play on the show name. Since it's King of the Ring, I figured I'd go for a a royal drink. And I found one called the Foreign King Grand, or sorry, the uh, Gold Royale. It is a very grand drink. It's a weird concoction of vanilla or whipped cream, vodka, champagne, and Goldschlager. I did not get a, a whipped cream vodka. I got regular vodka and a whipped cream liqueur to mix in with this one, uh, so it's a little sweeter. It has a really different taste to it, at least for me.
1: It's very like s- sweet and vanilla-y yeah. on the front, it's and very, then at the end, very,
0: it's like the sweetest <coughs> yeah. drink I yeah.
1: think I've ever had. But
0: then at the end, it's and like do, sweet they, do they have a vanilla Red Bull? Oh
1: my god. I hope that's, not. That's kind of, <laughs> of what it makes me think of. The taste I don't of this Red Bull? So I don't know. Uh I've never seen a vanilla Red Bull, but that's a that'd be a bold taste. If There taste.
2: was a, a cinnamon vanilla Red Bull. This is this you know, is that, how it yeah, would taste.
1: The winter edition uh, yep. like Red Bull. But yeah. You know, but this it, one will get you. It fun,
2: kinda no. leaves the same taste in my mouth as watching the nineteen ninety five King of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if shows were a drink this this could be very fitting.
1: So it's Super sweet, sweet up front, and uh, kind of kind of makes you like eye twitch at the end. Yeah, it gives it, you <laughs> that little
2: yeah moment. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't taste very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. actually, I don't I don't hate it. It's just super. It's just super sweet. It's, so it's, it's not what you
1: would call smooth either for no, how sweet it is. Because no. most stuff that's like really sweet, we're like, well, it doesn't really taste like booze. And then like,
2: it's one of those that it should be probably just a shot. And that way it's just one and done and you're over with. That's a good point. Instead of being yeah. a sipping drink.
0: Yeah, I'd probably enjoy it more as a shot. Yeah. yeah. That's it's... a good,
1: very good point. You'd be like, ah, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. It's... Plus, when you take a shot, you want to kind of be like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be
2: super sweet. So, you know, 20 minutes later, it makes you want another one. <laughs> so, I guess this will work the same effect that I'll just take a sip and then wait another 10 minutes, take another one, wait another 10 minutes, take another one. So, every but... two
1: matches. Shot for every drink.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, something that happened right around the same time as King of the Ring. Michael Jackson's ninth album, History, would be released earlier in the week, comprising of a Greatest Hits compilation and a full new recording containing hits such as Scream and You Are Not Alone.
1: Oh, double disc. This was played a lot in my household. The disc was gold. You put it in the five CD changer and put it on shuffle and me and my sister and our friends from the neighborhood would just like jump around and dance.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I remember working at Blockbuster and
2: Blockbuster started selling music at the time so we had Michael Jackson this CD and had to bring in a special security C- case for it. What are oh, CDs wait. old
0: man? So but I hear they're, they're coming
2: play play back play. honestly. Are they? Yeah
1: there's bands like you know more oh, they're
2: getting that retro feel under, like, yeah, like everybody who under, did vinyl
1: exactly but <laughs> i never thought that would be a thing but uh, supposedly it's on went, its
0: way even with tapes
1: yeah okay. i think a lot of the reason is because vinyl to got my heart
0: vinyl so expensive right give me now. An, give yeah me an it's extract. gotten really
1: big so you put the people are putting out CDs just because the all the record plants are super backed up because, you know, you need way more copies of Adele. Yeah. <laughs> and it's then you le- legitimately, it's 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 legitimately... legitimately the reason <laughs> yeah. why yeah. Vinyl, like Liddell, vinyl records uh, are backed up. Adele and, like, Adele probably Taylor Swift from the year before, but, like, it's been that way. So, like, Damn. there's bands where they're like, oh, okay, well, while you have to wait for a vinyl release, we'll at least put out a CD release if you want a physical copy of it. If Yeah. yeah for, like, you know, smaller... That's the thing I've never
2: understood. Independent... Yeah, based. we have this high technology. Why can't they make a CD that sounds like
1: a vinyl i mean the thing with vinyl is every setup is different so like yeah. it always kind of sounds different
2: you throw the 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 pops and scratches on there <laughs> oh yeah give you me just a like, recording of that I'm, <laughs> i'll be happy
1: like the little filter i don't
2: need the actual you thing you
1: just want you just want, you just want noise the... <laughs> with pops and scratches no like just no, just give me an album there, yeah, right. it's kind of like when you watch no, a movie a yeah, yeah.
2: like the the old school days of you know recording a.
0: You want to have to a, turn the wheel like a, you did a, v- when a VHS you
1: were
2: young. tape onto a, a DVD. You know, oh, give yeah. me a, a recording of a record
1: player onto a CD. You want the version of like the movie Grindhouse where they just added all the like it was probably shot digitally, so they added yeah. all the like the stuff that like all the dust and pops from, you know, what would happen to film when it got played over and over again. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I watched Mank the other day, and like in the corner, there every once in a while there'd be a. A burn oh yeah before, for like, like for, for when they're changing
1: th- for changing the reels I'm like you film this digitally david fincher <laughs> i'm sure he did yeah he just wanted to trick well, i guess his dad was probably already dead but he was like ah you know my dad would have wanted to see it shot on film because he only made that movie because his dad wrote it oh michael jackson but screams that's, scream. Scream. that's yeah. my jam i love
0: that oh, yeah, song scream. and that video. that video janet. yeah i think that's actually my favorite janet jackson song which is kind of sad because i just, it's a really. I'm, good I'm song. not a huge Janet Jackson fan. So. I'm, a, I'm a
2: big Janet Jackson fan. Uh, I wouldn't ever pay to go see her live because I'm one of those that I want to hear people sing and perform in front of me. I don't pay just to watch you dance unless I'm going to a dance show.
1: Yeah, and I'll stay home and watch Poetic Justice. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I love Janet Jackson, but I, I want to actually, if I'm watching a performer, I want to watch them perform. You know, especially if
1: they're a singer. I don't want to just have them lip sync in front of me. You are not alone. Um, Isn't that the video uh, that's like super super washed out? It's like just the lens is covered in Vaseline and they're just like both like basically like naked. Yeah. And like it looks like it looks like a really crummy version of like a set from the movie The Cell. (laughs) 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 It's very bizarre. Yes.
2: That's where my. One of the first ones where he was showing off his new short haircut.
1: Oh yeah, he, he had wrong. he had the he had the Ric Flair. Yes. You know, when Ric Flair does the does the butt cut, yes. Which I always called it, where you parted <laughs> in the middle but like cut short. Like very um Jonathan Taylor Thomas or the older brother too. Whatever his name is. Um, from Public Ruben. Something. Yeah.
0: I forget what his real name was. But you remember,
1: yeah. I can't remember. I only like the episodes where the youngest son goes goth.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh
2: somebody who doesn't like Tim Allen, you sure do bring up
0: Home Improvement a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, it was on TV all the time, and it was never good, but everybody watched it.
0: <laughs> well, let's move off to King of the Rings. Let's do it. Where we get Vince narration over some aerial footage of Philadelphia from the WWF blimp. Ooh. We it was get... a real blimp. I used to
1: like the Stridex blimp, and I was like, I would love oh, yeah. to take a ride in a blimp. That'll make an appearance
0: later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The narration basically says, who will be the king of the ring? Not who you think. And then the logo explodes onto the screen. And then Stephanie Wyand introduces us to a Coliseum video exclusive. Which leads us right into our first match. Erwin R. with Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Savio Vega with Razor Ramon. In a King of the Ring qualifying match.
1: It was the first time we've seen Savio in an actual match since him showing up for the first time uh, on the last pay-per-view. That's right.
0: So this match was actually on the free-for-all before the pay-per-view began. So it literally happened right before the pay-per-view went on.
1: Yeah, like, dark match probably isn't the right way to put it. It's a pre-show.
0: It was like... How they used to have like the channel where you would go to like order the pay-per-views from. Mm-hmm. They would show the free-for-alls on it to try and get people to yeah. ask them order to now. Take. Order now. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Your pre-show, but Coliseum has back, our back.
0: Back in the day. I hit the wrong button a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. So the reason for this match was that Razor Ramon had been injured. Not
1: really, though. Oh, really? No, so not I got really. some questions about no, the really. show, but we'll not get to them really. later.
0: <laughs> he was kayfabe injured. Okay. So they needed another qualifying match to fill in the bracket. So these two men are IRS.
1: He's like he's almost he's
0: the like
1: the right the right, gatekeeper the, right the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like the right. He's just been around
0: in the, the gimmick for still. longer
1: than I ever remembered or
0: realized. Honestly. So the two men start matching up with IRS giving several strikes to begin. Only for Vega to small package Shyster for a two count. Savio starts running the ropes and hits a sunset flip for a near fall. Followed by another roll up for a two count after IRS misses a charge into a corner. Vega grabs a headlock with Shyster rolling him over for multiple two counts. Until Savio blocks a hip toss to deliver one of his own. Followed by a drop kick for a near fall. Something then happens to send Savio out to the floor while Vince introduces the Spanish commentary team. Perfect timing. Exactly. (laughs) way Way to miss a move. Back in the ring, IRS hits a body slam and heads up top, coming off with a knee, only for Vega to get a foot up into the jaw of Shyster. Savio then hits a snap suplex for a two count, goes for a big boot, only for IRS to roll out of the ring to avoid. Vega then follows after to toss him back into the ring, where Shyster whips Savio into the ropes, coming back with a spinning wheel kick for the pin and,
1: and the win. win. So if it was a countout, would have they both been dis- eliminated? Well, okay, okay. Yeah. I was just double checking because I was like, he's just, just going to take a powder. He's like, I'm going to go to the back.
0: <laughs> so Savio Vega advances to the quarterfinals.
1: Who'd have thunk it? I hope IRS is still happy and healthy and has a decent-sized bank account wherever he is.
0: hope he's doing all right. Hopefully the tax man didn't come forward. <laughs>
1: hopefully not. It'd be really funny if he was one of those guys that like went off the grid and was like living in the woods, but he was IRS for like a full decade. So I think it'd be funnier if it was like he ended up with
2: the D.B. curse where you know, mm. the IRS and everybody was out for him for... <laughs> money that his sons had laundered or, or whatever. Oh, I forgot about
1: old <laughs> old yeah, old old Teddy uh, and his troubles. But I mean, he got some NXT money before it went to complete shit.
0: It's true. So we then get the logo of King of the Ring where Vince welcomes us to the show.
1: Great logo. Mm-hmm.
0: Doc Hendrix is back on commentary? We'll see if that's a good thing. Yeah. And then they preview the matches of the show. Kiss
1: my foot.
0: We're shown footage of how Yokozuna qualified for the King of the Ring. He was in a match with Lex Luger when Fuji would attack Lex's flag bearer, causing Luger to roll out to check on him, which allowed Zuna to smash him headfirst into a ring post and be counted out.
1: That I know, awesome. I mean, on a, man. like, there goes, yeah, wouldn't you, I would have loved to see Lex here. Wouldn't that have been cool? Maybe. In I mean, hindsight? Inside, yeah. On a show called
2: Guts and Glory? Sure, yeah. <laughs> absolutely
1: I think, is he, is he done with the company? Who? Lex
0: No, nah, he's still around He's just not maybe a, a couple more months Yeah,
1: he's yeah. been a bit of a butthole So, you know, he obviously didn't get to the push things He's immediately... got another cup of coffee or two in him Yeah, immediately <clears throat> They they, they wanted out of him
0: Did you anybody recognize Lex's flag bearer?
2: I did not I remember telling myself I needed to go back and look And then I yeah. didn't end up going back
0: I didn't notice at all, man, who was that? Is one Scotty Riggs, who we'll see oh, okay. in WCW very soon. Right.
2: A future American male. That's right. A future flock member or something like that.
1: Probably. You know who I did see?
2: Hat guy. Oh. Hat, hat guy's <laughs> guy
1: is, is here. Hat guy's definitely in the front row. He is in the same spot he is at every ECW show.
2: Is he the guy that's wearing like the full cowboy getup with the big old cowboy hat? Or no, is he's the, the guy. He
1: wears hat. like the like I don't know what you call it, maybe like a Panama-type yeah, hat and like Panama a Hawaiian shirt. Okay. He's like in the front at like almost every single, every ECW show that's probably worth watching.
0: Yeah, ECW shows, there's Sign Guy and then Hat, hat Guy's guy. like right next to him mm-hmm. on the right. At this show, like sign, uh, Hat Guy's like right behind him.
1: Yeah, Hat Guy's totally buds because there's been, I think wrestlers will react to him more often and stuff just because they probably know the guy because
0: he's been there every single time. We then go to the back, and Todd Pettingel is there with Savio Vega and Razor Ramon. And Vega says it's hard, but he's going to try and win. And we head straight to our second match.
1: Cool, Savio Vega. It's hard, but I'm going to try. That's right. (laughs) I'd like to to think that you would be trying.
0: (laughs) That second match is Yokozuna with Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji versus Savio Vega with Razor Ramon in a King of the Ring quarterfinals match. So as the entrance to get to the ring is like two guys sliding doors open. Yes, yeah, so in like full like yes. cool
1: gladiator regalia. Yes, when it comes to the purple uh, and gold, the door purple. opening
2: this year, they, they I mean, found I know the most
1: you extreme openers that they could. Did you know who it was? I have no idea who it was. I just saw the like they're pretty covered. They got like helmets on and everything.
0: No, they, they don't. They were just in purple and gold. Uh, gold yeah, it looks, yeah, yeah, one was All blonde. Right. One was. Brown, one, no. one get, of them might be. They get they get kind of extreme. Yes.
1: Was it? Uh, yeah. Was it Public Enemy? No, these guys weren't that fat. No. Delete. Oh, Delete. It was the Hardy Brothers. Yeah, it was the Hardy. I mean, '95. Yeah. Wow. Because they don't show up until like '97, '98,
0: right? Something like that. I mean, they're yeah. basically jobbers at this point. They,
1: oh, I didn't know that they were jobbing this yep. earlier. That's. I want to say pretty cool.
2: Jeff was actually too young to be
0: participating like in probably. WWF at this time. Yeah, so Man, they they were still running their backyard fed at yep. this point. Yeah, they were they were uh, kings of the trampoline. Yeah, and during these quarterfinal matches, there is a fifteen minute time limit, and you must win to advance. So that's for all the quarterfinal matches. That's right, both feet, both feet must touch the ground. Or wait, wrong, show.
1: Bull, shoulder, program, or wrong yeah, show. Yeah, Shoulders must be pinned for her. Yeah. Or, you know, I guess well, you, you could can submit too, yeah. We don't see a whole lot of submission these days. Unless Bret Hart's in the match, not really. Yeah.
0: So Yoko uses his power early on with a shoulder tackle, chops, and a back elbow before missing an elbow drop. Allowing Vega to get a 10 count of turnbuckle smashes to Zuna's head. Savio goes for a spinning wheel kick, but Yokozuna ducks and begins to work over Vega in the corner, setting him up for the bonsai drop. Vince wonders where Owen Hart is, as Cornette messes with Hat Guy, before we see that Owen is on the hotline in the back. Also... Why isn't he in the ring, on, at the ring with his tag team partner?
1: Yep. Also, why isn't he in the fucking King of the Ring... He won, he won last year, and we've got Savio Vega in a even larger Yokozuna, as always. Biggest yet. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we say that until he's Every gone.
2: Time. Well, I want to say they make a comment at some point that he is officially the biggest wrestler to ever participate in WWF. Officially bigger than Haystack's Calhoun Ooh. or something like that. Because he's at 620-something Jesus. pounds.
1: Jesus.
0: Good Lord. Yep.
1: I would
2: <clears throat> remember when he well, started and he was like four hundred and something and was like, wow, we've never seen anybody that big. <laughs> He's like two like, Hold po- my beer, wait, no, let me have it back.
1: <laughs> I wonder I wonder what his you know what would have been great if we could have arranged it um, you know, time wise, is a like hot dog or pie eating contest with Yokozuna and Andre. <laughs> Because you know Andre could put, he could pack out, he packed down the beer for sure, but I'm sure he could eat
0: just as well. <laughs> <laughs> or like a pizza eating contest. The Savio rolls out of the corner. So Yoko climbs back down the ropes and delivers headbutts, choking him on those ropes before applying a trap, trap hold.
1: Nothing not like a, a trap hold on a guy with very average traps.
0: After a couple of minutes, the crowd begins to fire up Vega, but he misses a charge, and Zuna just tosses Sabio over the ropes to the floor. What, Nobel? Nobel.
1: No disqualification. This isn't Bill Watts territory. This is 95, not 85. Sorry. But yeah, it's crazy that uh, I I know Yokozuna's a big, bad heel, but cheers for Sabio Vega. They must have really been putting him over between the last month and this month. Hey, yeah. He has
0: Razor
2: Ramon in his corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's obviously very helpful. He's, he's out there giving it a try, man. Yep. Spin, like yeah, do. uh, what
1: does he do? Punches, hip toss, block, spin spinning, kick. Wheel kick. spinning wheel kick. <laughs> his spinning wheel kick doesn't always look bad. Uh-huh. It doesn't always look good, but it doesn't, it doesn't look always look bad. Look bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Back in the ring, Vega tries some strikes, only for Yokozuna to come back with an uppercut and a body slam. Before trying for the leg drop, which Savio avoids, the crowd breaks into a USA chant, which Corny's mad about, as Vega hits several clotheslines to stagger Yoko, allowing Savio to hit the spinning heel kick. Aren't they both Puerto Rican? Well, Savio's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Uh, Yoko's. Yeah, yeah. Hawaiian.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. And then, or Japanese. Japanese. k yeah. Japanese. Sorry guys. Sorry.
0: Cornette jumps on the apron Only to be knocked down by Vega When Owen Hart runs out To attack Razor out on the floor go. He's there, going there go. after his hurt <laughs> ribs Savio leaves the ring To help his friend So Zuna rolls out too For them to brawl around ringside Until Vega sends Yokozuna Into a ring post Uh-oh. posted. Savio then rolls back into the ring As the bell rings hey. For the count out victory Like deja vu no one's, no one's
1: willing to lay down a Savio Vega. <laughs> <laughs> right. Understandable. I mean, it's Yokozuna. Well, no, that's but, how
0: Yokozuna qualified yeah. for the he, tournament doing it to Luger. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah, to Luger. Luger I mean, into I mean, the yeah, of course, Luger's not going to lay down to him either. Time. We can't do that to him. Savio Vega can take the pin, but it's like, well, he's with. We put him up with Razor, so it's like it's
0: too early for that. That's right. So Savio Vega moves on to the semifinals. We then go to the locker room with Jerry the King Waller, and he shows us his foot and dirty sock.
1: Uh, I mean, great um, makeup work. It is very gross to look at. I also have like a, some, a mild foot phobia. I'm like, I don't need to see this.
0: <laughs> he then cuts a promo about how Bret Hart is going to kiss his sneaking royal feet. And then we go to footage of how the roadie qualified over Doink the Clown. Followed by footage of Bob Holly defeating Mantar to qualify.
1: Good on you, Spark Plug. I love. I believe it's Doc Hendricks who says that uh, he should be arrested for sock abuse. It's not quite Jesse or Bobby, but you know, it's not nothing.
0: No. So we go to our third match: the Roadie with Double J Jeff Jarrett versus Bob Spark Plug Holly. In a King of the Ring quarterfinal match, I know,
1: and I'm already like the roadie. We already had to deal with Vega. Why can't Jeff Jarrett be in the King of the Ring? We he, don't have Owen
2: because he did not win his.
1: Nope. He didn't win the, who did he lose
2: it to? Whatever you call it, I can't oh, remember oh, who it was. They showed they showed him
1: on there with somebody. No Razor, no Owen, no Jarrett. I'm
0: losing my mind here. <laughs> So the last time we saw Holly was at Royal Rumble 95, episode 141. Match gets going, spark plug hits a belly-to-belly suplex and a shoulder tackle for a two count. Followed by a couple more quick near falls with small packages until the roadie can escape to the floor to regroup. And
1: Bob is uh, explosive and great. And I'm excited to see him. Full spark. Spark spark plug, plug.
0: yes.
1: (laughs) And this is I guess, the first singles match we've seen him in, because we just saw him in the Rumble previously, right?
0: And we saw him in a tag match. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Back in, the roadie is taken down by a hip toss and a body slam, but then Holly goes for a victory roll, only for the roadie to catch him and powerbomb him down to the mat. Roadie starts whipping spark plug around the ring before delivering some elbow drops and into a chin lock. But Holly fires up with some shots to the gut. He sparks up. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) Before rolling up the roadie for a two count. But spark plug is taken down by a clothesline and placed back in a chin lock. The roadie then goes for a pile driver. Only for Holly to counter with a back body drop. Following up with a head scissors takedown. Spark plug stays on the attack with right hands and a power slam for a two count.
1: I love he has just that beautiful yellow and blue WWF logo on his ass. He's a company man. (laughs) He's a a company man.
0: The two men begin to battle on the turnbuckle until Holly punches Roadie down to the mat. Sparkplug then flies off the top rope, only to get a boot up to the jaw.
1: (sighs) Didn't we just see that recently? Yeah, Savio did it. I know.
0: (laughs) Followed by the Roadie rolling on top of him for the pin... In the, the wind. wind. But it sure looked like Holly got his shoulder up. I, uh, kind of I think so I was
1: I got scared. I was like I know he doesn't get fired but he probably probably got like a little yellow. I mean the guy is obviously the better uh, wrestler. He did like there was like 10 pin attempts that he put on Rody and he just lost to a guy that has like one move and it's a uh, like chin lock. chin lock, Yeah. Which is absurd and upsetting when he could have just beat Rody because nobody cares. It's not beating Jeff Jarrett. Yep. yep. Pretty upsetting. And I've just remembered, Should have I? somewhere in the back of my closet, I have a spark plug Holly t-shirt. Because <laughs> it's a cool t-shirt. It looks like a NASCAR shirt. Oh
2: yeah, that's why he had WWF on his ass there. Uh-huh. He's, he was a NASCAR driver, so they yep. were his sponsor. His sponsor. <laughs>
0: yeah. We go to the back, and Pettingel is there with Shawn Michaels. Now we're talking. There we go. Todd sends us the footage of the Heartbreak Kid beating King Kong Bundy to qualify. And Sean says, no man is big enough to withstand the super kick. We then get footage of Kama qualifying when he beat Duke the Dumpster Drossy. I'm uh thankful that the two people Duke won. the
1: Dumpster Grocery, or Mike the, <laughs> Mike the Dumpster Grocery. That should have been my name. There's always next time. Yeah, when Duke the Dumpster shows back up. Yeah, but I love that Sean says, being big don't make you good, and it's like, hell yeah, because yeah, he's throwing shade to where the big boys play. It's right. Where the big boys have been disappointing us.
2: Remember when it took Hogan forever to beat Bundy? Mm-hmm. Sean's has so got it. Michael's did that in a preliminary match. A little bit of sweet chin music.
0: So we go to our fourth match, comma, the Supreme Fighting Machine with Million Dollar Band Ted DiBiase. Versus the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, in a King of the Ring quarterfinal match.
1: I love Shawn's incredible King of the Ring promotional hat, that he's just wearing backwards. It's a fun look.
0: So we are told that Kama destroyed a wreath meant for the Undertaker, before we are shown two very creepy-looking individuals in the crowd, which I found were called creatures of
1: the night i just thought they were fans doing cosplay and they were like oh we're gonna incorporate you
0: no
2: i want to say that they had made appearances like on raw
1: in the crowd okay. for are they kind of like it's like oh the under like vampires have like disciples and stuff is it i'm like, trying to kind remember of the full storyline that they did on obviously it on didn't that, take. But, yeah they look, they look kind of cool. I mean, you know, they just look like. Uh... The one guy
0: kind of looked like uh, Shyster's little brother. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who knows? Maybe
2: these were the, uh, you know, the, the seedlings for what will become the Ministry of Darkness
1: or something. Yeah. Also, his,
2: his first little cult followers.
1: What's with the a wreath for the Undertaker? Who's giving out your gifts? And a wreath, isn't that like a Christmas thing?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was around Father's Day, so yeah, maybe oh, Father's Day wreath. I mean, was a bl- Heard a bl- of that before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Memorial Day. Yeah,
0: maybe. just like, we need a MacGuffin. It'll be a wreath. Kama also has a gold necklace on. Hey, where he got the gold from? Because he had, he said he was going to melt down the iron.
1: Oh, that's fun. Make some jewelry for them. Homes. Yeah, he turned it into Wait, Cuban no, links. He doesn't have hose yet. Yet, yes. He's got a hose. They're just not part of the gimmick. We know Kama parties.
0: So the two men trade wrist locks, with Kama attempting a back suplex, only for Michaels to flip out and throw some jabs. Kama then charges at Heartbreak Kid in the corner, but Sean leaps up and over him to get some more jabs in. Good stuff. Michaels is sent to the ropes, where Kama tosses HBK over the ropes, but Sean skins the cat, followed by back body dropping Kama out to the floor.
1: And don't forget to pose to the hard cam. You beautiful heel. Who's posing? Oh, Sean, after. He's not a heel.
0: He's a face. I guess he is. He's still a
1: heel in my heart.
0: (laughs) Kama then comes back into the ring, starts to work the ribs with kicks, before hitting a clothesline to send Michaels out to the floor, following out to drive him into the ring post Post back first. Back in the ring, comma stays on the ribs with kicks, punches, and hard Irish whips into turnbuckles, as Vince points out that Joe Frazier's in the crowd. Oh, hey, Joe Frazier! I watched your son on a show this summer. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He's on Big Brother this last year. Oh, Big D. I mean,
1: not everybody can be Joe Frazier. Sometimes you just have to be his son and on Big Brother. Yeah, and he's trying to make the most of just that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Joe <laughs> didn't leave a good, in- a good enough inheritance.
2: Still, is he alive? I'm trying to remember. I don't think he is. Okay. Yeah. If not, he's very old. That's how big of a fan of his son I was. <laughs> I wanted him kicked off right away.
0: Kama goes for a Canadian backbreaker hold. The HBK uses the ropes to flip over him. Then backbody drops the Supreme Fight Machine into a jackknife pin for a two count. Kama then sends Sean to the corner for a flare flip, falling out to the floor. Where the million-dollar man gets some cheap shots in, ah. Michaels makes it back to the, into the ring just in time. Where Kama keeps working the ribs, this time with a backbreaker across his knee multiple times before just stretching him as well.
1: I love the stretch.
0: Could have let it go a little bit, not as long. I guess is what I'm trying to say. The match
1: <laughs> or the stretch? The stretch. Oh, the stretch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Kama is. Not Shawn Michaels. So no. You can tell by that uh, like, very sloppy hip toss in the beginning of the match where I was like, ooh.
0: Heartbreak Kid breaks free with some right hands, but Kama doesn't let up, charging into a corner. But Michaels avoids and delivers a desperation springboard forearm that has both men down. Kama is back to his feet first, and he goes for an elbow drop only for Sean to move and begin to fire up as we are told there are two minutes remaining. You know what that could mean. Heartbreak Kid with right hands, a leaping clothesline, goes up top for a double axe handle for a two count. One minute remains as Michaels gets a ten count of punches in the corner before hitting a crossbody that Kama rolls through on for a near fall. Inside cradle by Sean for two with 15 seconds left then goes for a sunset flip. But time has run out as the count is being made. So we have a time limit draw, so neither man advances. So has
1: anybody been pinned? Not yet?
0: Or wait,
2: was
1: IRS pinned? No, um... I don't yes,
2: I want to say we, we said for the pin and the win.
1: Did
0: we? Sparkplug I think was pinned.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, idea. okay. It just seems like... Oh, but
0: Holly got his shoulder up, so that was why it was yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I do love that... I mean, obviously we need a buy, but, like, do we need Shawn Michaels to be in the match where we get a double DQ? I would say, based on this show, no. We need another Shawn Michaels match. But, I do love Shawn Michaels doing the boxing stuff. He does it in... He does, like, some weird jukeboxing stuff, and beginning of the match and he calls it back later and it's very fun and he does it well it doesn't it doesn't look goofy honestly it looks better than ronda's um ronda rousey's rabbit punches um here in this year of 2022 and she is a actual trained fighter
0: (laughs) post-match hbk isn't happy about the time limit draw of course not as we can see him say bullshit on screen yep i feel you brother by Kama attacking from behind, only for Michaels to slide under him and hit a superkick to clear the ring. You know what I
1: loved about the end of this was, Shawn Michaels—he's got the timing. Like he knows, he knows how he knows. Like he's got an incredible internal clock, like most great wrestlers do. But you can see him pull Kama's trucks to or trunks to basically nail the timing where he like he's like, yeah, like yanks hard. Be like, this is yeah, like you can come down now at the end of that match. So. It's nice when you notice little things like that, where you're like, "Yeah, there's a reason." Shawn Michaels is Shawn Michaels. Yep.
2: Always a professional. Well, not always. Not a always. Professional, yeah, a real
1: kind of piece of shit in his younger uh, days, but uh, that's what made him so great. Yeah, one of the one of the greatest wrestling entertainers yep. of all time. Hey guys, the Stridex indoor airship is back. Ooh. You think they drop pads? Mini blimp, like like little the <laughs> like little things with like the tiny parachutes, like packs of a parachute the you know remember the oh, army they men def- parachutes they but they're do. dropping like the like because they had those little cylinder things where it's like what like pomade comes in now but it'd be like the stridex pads which were total bullshit because a stridex pad was just a pad for Filled with like alcohol. Yeah, it's like it, you, it was just a way to sell like rubbing alcohol yeah. to teenagers. You ever want to feel? <laughs> That's why they don't make like like them
2: anymore. And, you know burn your face off with uh, a household product. Yeah,
1: instead of seventy percent alcohol, it was probably
0: eighty yeah, percent alcohol. You put something on that on something raw. You're, like, yeah, screaming. Yeah,
2: yeah. I remember those StrideX and what was the other one?
1: StrideX really made a lot of money uh, off of uh, complete bullshit. It's like it's just rubbing alcohol and like what makeup was the pads. Other big, was it Oxy? uh, oxy yeah there was yeah Yeah. maybe they added some like vitamin e to that one so Um, it didn't burn your skin up so bad they added baking soda so you know
2: it gave you that little bubbly feeling or something (laughs) maybe or peroxide not baking soda yeah yeah
0: vincent sends us to a video package where we see mabel defeating adam bomb at in your house to qualify for the king of the ring
1: remember when adam bomb was kind of over in like a show recently no
0: No, (laughs) I feel like he got
1: cheered. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, he became
2: a face because he wasn't working as a heel. So they were figured. Let's try this, and it had kind
1: of the same effect. The the poof of smoke that looked like an atomic weapon was a nice touch. (laughs) They tried.
0: We then see the Undertaker tombstoning Double J to earn his way into the tournament.
2: There we go. That's why there wasn't a Double J in this one because
1: Taker Taker took him out. Couldn't have. Taker Taker doesn't need to do anything except for be Undertaker. But hey, Jeff Jarrett beat somebody else. Just think, you could have had, you know...
0: Taker you, you is king of the ring, king takes the away people. all of... King of the or, dead, oh,
1: that'd be cool if you, like, just rejected it and was like, I'm king of the dead. King Taker. Uh-huh, it doesn't say anything. Oh, Percy Pringle t- takes care of it all for us. Sir Percy
0: Pringle. <laughs> I'm sorry, i <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Benson sends us to another video package where we see Bob Backlund out and about in the city of Philadelphia. Several fans around him have Mr. Backlund for president signs oh, as Bob right. begins to run down the city of brotherly love.
1: It's like a man on the street se- like segment, but with Bob Backlund, and I kind of love it. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's fun.
0: Backlund even grabs a cheesesteak, but he says it needs a carrot in it.
1: Oh yeah, he's doing like some uh, some like conservative parenting type of vibe here where he's like this is bad for you these youths don't know what they're doing you need to eat a vegetable it's good stuff i
0: really kind of i was worried that shane was going to get us a cheesesteak with, with a carrot in it
1: yeah just like yeah just like put the lines it with baby carrots no
0: we, we i was worried we're, for we're
1: cheesesteaked out i'd say
0: uh-huh. i'm phillied out trust me <laughs> So this video had some weird editing where you just have Bob staring at the camera waiting for his cue Uh, many times.
1: But yeah, whoever normally does the packages, maybe like Pritchard was fired this week or something. Something. Cornette didn't help with this one.
2: No, I mean, that that was the Backlund character at the time, though. He's crazy. He's unpredictable. He's running for president.
1: He is. I think that he is very fun. Yes. So that was
2: his demented, deranged, crazy man. Yeah. I'll go when I'm good
0: and ready, damn it. Mm-hmm. Vince then gets the Spanish and French commentators' opinions on different subjects, with them answering in their native tones that Vince just laughs at because no one understands what they're saying.
1: Also, Vince McMahon thinks that it's funny that people speak other languages because Vince McMahon is a very childish human. <laughs>
2: but don't you speak with a southern accent,
1: damn it. No, that's a, that, that's a different <laughs> language to him. He thinks that's just as funny.
0: So we go to our fifth match, Mabel with Moe versus The Undertaker with Paul Bearer in a King of the Ring quarterfinals match, and Stephanie Wyon stops Mabel on his way to the ring to ask him about what his feelings are on this match.
1: He calls her pretty.
0: He says, I'm going to win and go straight to the finals, because basically the winner of this match was supposed to face the winner of the Shawn comma match, so... Whoever wins this match gets a bye True. to the finals.
1: Oh, nice! You know, I heard something about—is it Mo or Oscar? Mo, Mo. wrestled or yeah. Oscar wrestled?
0: Mo wrestled. Mo okay. was his tag team partner.
1: Yeah, I think Oscar basically got
0: his. Was the hype man?
1: Yeah, he he got his job by basically cornering one of—he was a wrestling fan—and like just like kind of like just like rapped at them and they're like, oh yeah, you got a job. But honestly, it didn't last very long. But I. Heard that recently somewhere and was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Good for him. He's no PN News in my book. Nobody ever will be. (laughs) And nobody was for very long. John Cena's going to try eventually.
0: (laughs) So the two men stare each other down. When the bell rings, Taker opens with right hands before delivering multiple clotheslines that knock down Mabel. Followed by Old School, the dead man starts choking in the corner, only for Mabel to tackle him to taking down to the mat.
1: I like that Undertaker, black and purple, we're still in the black and purple era, but Mabel is wearing black, purple, and gold. Gold. And it's like, yeah. I think Taker would be like, you need a different color scheme, sir.
2: <laughs> no, that, that's what makes them
0: pair so lovely in the ring.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, somebody looks like a pair.
0: <laughs> Mabel then follows up with a clothesline to send Undertaker to the floor. Taker responds with a neck breaker across the top rope, but when he's trying to climb into the ring, Mabel hits a double chop that trips up the dead man, causing him to get tied up in the ropes. Oh my
1: god. Well, you know Taker, if he gets 360 to the floor, he lands on his feet. Don't even, don't even bother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A dead man and a cat always land on their feet.
0: And this allows Mabel to get in some cheap shots. Once untangled, Undertaker fires up with right hands and chokes inside the ring when Mo jumps on the apron to cause a distraction, allowing Mabel to hit a belly to belly suplex. Scary. Mabel then sits down on Taker's back and applies a chin lock as the crowd begins to chant Rest in peace
1: Rest <laughs> in, in, in
0: peace. peace which gets Bear very excited. <laughs>
1: yeah i oh um, yeah exactly it's like how do you do it without it it's like can anybody quite do it we can get everybody can do the impersonation and everybody knows exactly what it is but they can't quite do it it's kind of like christopher walken like yes. everybody can do christopher walken but nobody actually sounds like christopher walken yeah, it's like sarah mclaughlin you can sing her songs but you're not going to sound like her <laughs> nobody else does no. she sounds like she's deaf in one ear <laughs> She's just in the arms of an angel. <laughs> you know that she's Canadian. That's you know what's what funny about that song? Oh, I guess? Yeah, I bet Alanis could probably do a decent several o'clock. Probably. That song is about somebody, like, renting a hotel and killing themselves in it, in the arms of an angel, but then the song was famous for being used for, like, adopting a pet. <laughs> and I just think it's weird, because people are always uh, you think of that song, you think of, like, dogs with, like, sores on them, and you get sad, yeah, and it's, then it's like, oh, the real... It's for
2: Adopt a Pet. Yeah. Yeah, the real song
1: is is about (laughs) somebody coming to terms with being okay with killing themselves, which is, I mean, they're both terrible things, but one's a little bit more horrific and relatable.
0: Mabel throws the dead man out to the floor and continues his attack, sending him into the steel steps, also allowing Mo to get in some cheap shots of his own. Back in the ring, Mabel delivers a vertical suplex and a body slam for a 2 count. then tries for a splash in the corner, only for Undertaker to get a boot up, followed by a clothesline to take the big man down.
1: I love that Mabel's too big for people to like kick out in any like real noticeable way. The camera can't even catch the shoulder. She's like, oh, we believe you. Yep.
0: Mabel is sent to the ropes where Taker telegraphs his move, allowing the big man to connect with a pile driver for a near fall.
1: I know, pile-driving Mabel is pretty wild. It's pile-driving Taker. Oh, pile-driving Taker. Yeah. Taker's being very nice, I
0: guess. (laughs) The dead man is sent to the ropes, only for him to bump heads with Mabel on his way back to cause the double KO. Mabel's back to his feet first. Tries for an elbow drop, but the Undertaker avoids, allowing him to take control with a running splash in the corner.
1: Oh, first he does the hair flip and the eye roll, though let us know that's his way of sparking up
0: (laughs) Taker goes for another Irish whip but Mabel counters to send the dead man to the original corner where the ref is smashed against the turnbuckle ref
1: bump you know that
0: we can't be sending Mabel into the ref
1: no we cannot be doing that
0: (laughs) the Undertaker hits the leaping clothesline and a choke slam before punching Mo off the apron and makes the cover but the ref is still out Kama runs down and kicks Taker in the back, allowing Mabel to hit a leg drop while Mo has woken up the ref to see the cover for the pin and and the win. win. Post match, Kama is celebrating his attack in the ring when the dead man sits up, causing the supreme fighting machine to scamper to the back with the Undertaker. Stalking after him.
1: I think it's funny because it's like, oh, are Kama and Mabel. It, I Maybe they've been interacting at this point, but. Kama's I just think so. Oh, it's it's, it's getting. Yeah, Kama getting his. Kama's just,
2: part of the Million Dollar Corporation, and they've been feuding with Taker for. For months. sure, but I, it's
1: just funny because it's like, oh, Undertaker will take the pin if it gives Kama some light because we know that they're like lifelong buds. They've been. They're like really close friends, so it's like, that's cute that Taker was like, fine. As long as, if we can put a spotlight on my, my poker pal, what was their, like, little gang called? Their group? Uh, the... It's like, I wanted to say, like, RKO, but obviously no. it's not that. But it's something like that. It's like BTS, yeah. which is not the same thing either, but you know what I mean. They were like, they have their their, their own
0: clique of BSK The Undertaker. or something Yeah, like B- I think it's BSK, yeah. which I don't know what it stands for. I don't but remember. It's... Are you sure that's not the killer from Kansas? And that's BTK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, these, this was like the...
1: It's like their biker gang, like their... Bone Street crew or yeah, something like that. They like gender. motorcycles and, and like drinking whiskey and cool. going to titty clubs and playing poker. And but it's like, like, you know, The Undertaker and his buddies. It's kind of like The clique, except for they were never that big of a pain in the ass. They were just good friends behind the scenes. So yeah, it was nice to see... Them, the Bone know,
2: Street crew. Bone Street crew. Consisting of Undertaker, Henry O. Godwin, Crush... Midian, Mr. Fuji, Paul Bearer, The Godfather, Rikishi, Samurai, Savio Vega, The Undertaker, and yeah. Yokozuna. For
1: 1999, you can get a what? B.T. Bone bon,
0: B.S. So what you're saying is that crew didn't play the politics as well as the Click did.
1: No, no, not at all. Yeah, this uh, was the anti click Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I'm, I was going
0: to make a joke about them having like a loop crate. It was all of Blue Lives Matter stayed, stuff. Just staying in the <laughs> Freaking mid
1: Yeah, except for Undertaker. Yeah. But, I mean, he, obviously, he, maybe they just all liked Cops a lot. Yeah. And that was why they got
0: along so well. We then get another video package for the WWF Hall of Fame. And there were seven new inductees this year. Ernie Ladd. Pedro Morales. The Grand Wizard. Antonio Roca. The Fabulous Moolah. George the Animal Steel. And Ivan Putzky, pretty good class. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. there's some very cute footage of like Scott Hall like being nice to a kid in a wheelchair, <laughs> and like there's some cute, uh, some some cute footage here followed up all by
0: Operation Dumbo Drop. No, it is not Operation <laughs> Dumbo Drop. Oh, it was Larger Than Life. Yep. Yeah. Is Close. Bill Murray
1: in Operation Dumbo Drop? No, no. They made two elephant movies this like the same year. I yeah. saw both of them in the theater as a kid. Elephants were big in 95. Uh, I don't remember. Who was in Operation Drop. I don't
0: remember. Jeff Bridges? Was he?
1: I saw both of them in the theater, so they're like the same movie to me. But yeah, Bill Murray on an elephant, obviously on set for the f- yeah, for time. Bill Murray
0: was good friends with George Animal Steel, and he sent a video in. Challenge him, come
1: out of retirement and face me and my tag team partner, Ty. You know why they're friends? From uh, Ed
0: Wood.
2: Operation Dumbo Drop was Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, oh. and Danny Glover.
0: What was the second name?
2: Dennis Leary. Oh, oh, Leary.
1: Dennis Leary Dan sucks. I hate this. Larger it. than a
2: life movie. Because if I just type larger than life, it's probably going to bring up Backstreet Boys. You know who
1: needs a comeback, though?
2: Danny Glover. Bill Murray, Matthew McConaughey, Janine Garofalo,
0: Jeremy Piven. Oh, yeah. It's the same movie. <laughs> Linda Fiorentino. We then go to the back and Todd Pettingell's there with The Roadie and Jeff Jarrett. And Double J gives us the first Road Dog name call.
1: I caught that, for sure. There we go. It's like Road Dog. It's like, okay, he's been Roadie for long enough. It's not a good name.
0: So we go to our sixth match. Savio Vega with Razor Ramon versus The Roadie with Double J, Jeff Jarrett in a King of the Ring semifinal match.
1: I know we've seen it a bunch lately don't you just wish the roles were reversed here? Yep. I mean, it
2: feels like... These are the, like the two... I've, I've said it once already on this show, Chaka Mofi It's like my <laughs> flag boy and your flag boy are fighting each other. <laughs> and they...
1: I'd rather just hear the song than see these two guys because <laughs> uh, it's a nice a nice tune. But Vega and Rhodey have essentially the same skill set at this point in their careers. And um, it's not particularly strong.
0: Yeah. So the two men trade punches until Savio delivers a hip toss and a clothesline to send the roadie out to the floor. Back in the ring, Vega applies an armbar that Road Dog attempts to escape with a body slam, only for it to be countered into a pin attempt for a two count. The roadie with a knee to the gut, followed by a swinging neckbreaker for a near fall, then begins to work over Savio with right hands and a headbutt off the second rope. For a two count. Road Dog continues the punishment as the crowd is distracted by something out in the... In the arena. As something chant, more interesting than whatever this might be. And they start chanting, throw him out. Throw him out. Oh, uh, somebody acting a fool. I mean, it is Philadelphia. It amazing. is Philadelphia. It doesn't surprise me one bit.
1: It wasn't Hat Guy, but it was probably an ECW crew or er, crowd alumni.
0: So the roadie misses a second rope headbutt, allowing Vega to fire up with right hands, a back elbow, and a body slam for a near fall, followed by a big boot for a two count. Savio's whip attempt is reversed, sending him to the ropes, where Jarrett grabs his boot to trip him up, allowing Road Dog to attack from behind. Double J then climbs up on the apron as Savio sends the roadie to the ropes only for the road dog to slow himself. But Vega then hits a jumping knee to the back, causing them to bump into each other, allowing Savio to roll up the staggered roadie for the pin and and the win. win. Post-match, Vega is interviewed by the Spanish announcers. When Doc tries to translate, making very bad jokes such as he says he should quit now before Mabel kills him, Or, he should go back to stealing hubcaps.
1: It's one of those things where, like, these jokes aren't that far off from what Bobby would say. They're just not delivered as well as Bobby Heenan delivers a joke. Because the thing is, Bobby delivers plenty of, like, bad, like, flat jokes, but he's Bobby Heenan. And that's kind of part of the deal.
0: So I'm not going to lie. This moment felt... So surreal, like out of character, even for WWF, in the cartoonishness that they do. That, like, but it still feel out of place. But it still might be the best thing on the show. <laughs> what the uh, doc trying to translate? Oh, this. okay, yeah. okay. Like, it, I thought
1: you were talking about the match, and I was like, no, Matt no. Did we see the, the only thing? <laughs> in, no, 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 yeah, no, no, so no. the only thing in this match that I saw that was good was at the beginning. Roadie got thrown thrown out of uh, the ring. And, like, he, like, kind of hits his head on the apron as he falls out, and he immediately sells it, and I thought that was very nice, and, uh, like, it looked good, and it it was that. But outside of that, Savio Vega versus uh, Rhodey before he learns how to use the
0: microphone. Vince sends us to another video package where Bret Hart is talking about how bad he's had issues with Jerry Lawler. But tonight, the king will kiss my feet. Because he's going to rip Lawler apart.
1: I mean, he's been talking shit for almost 12 months at this point.
2: (laughs) Talking about his mama. Nobody talks about Helen like that. That's right.
0: So we go to our seventh match. Jerry, the King Lawler, versus Brett, the Hitman Hart, in a Kiss My Feet match. Kiss my feet. First of its kind, I believe. Hopefully the last. Stephanie Wyon catches up with the king on his entrance. And he says Brett is going to know what it's like to kiss his royal feet.
1: Probably not so hot. There is, if you are, spoiler, or not spoiler, uh, trigger warning. If you uh, are foot phobic to any extent, (laughs) uh, like myself, uh, this match might have you closing an eye, maybe an eye and a half, looking away at points. Yeah,
0: it's pretty disgusting. It's really <laughs> gross. Waller then tells the crowd he's going to make them kiss his feet as well. Mm-hmm.
1: All what was it, 1,600 of them? 16,000. 16,000, not 1,600. Yes. 16,000 people? hmm Wow. Line up. hmm Step right up. Kiss a foot. Tell
2: your
0: friends. So the match gets going, and Hart is hammering away. So the king runs away to the outside, only to be run into a guardrail. Back in the ring, Brett continues the attack with Lawler escaping out to the floor again, but the king yanks the hitman into the steel steps before tossing him into the guardrail as well to take control.
1: And Visigman Man and uh, Doc hint at Hakushi and Shinjin. Just just put it out there. They might run down. They've mm-hmm. been his henchmen for a while. They, they, now. They've, they've, they, they've teased it. <clears throat> and I was like, well, oh, any excuse to see Hakushi sounds nice.
0: Lawler drags Hart back into the ring and hits Three pile drivers Taking time between each one To yell at the crowd Before finally making a cover For a two count
1: I mean three pile drivers Brett's coming in hot obviously He's been dealing with this asshole for so long
0: Brett's head is smashed into a turnbuckle And then the crowd really starts yelling Burger King Which distracts the ref But an eye gouge Allows Lawler to toss the hitman Out to the floor did Why you guys pop?
2: does a Burger King chant distract
1: a ref? I'm not sure. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? If anything, like yeah, maybe I, he's stoned you know. or hungry or both. I shit my pants on the third pile driver there. I was like, oh my god, holy crap, right. we're really doing this.
0: The king then takes his boot off, and you see his dirty sock with a toe poking out. It's
1: disgusting and perfect. The camera catches it. It looks like, it looks like somebody like got their foot ran over by like a tank and then they wrapped it up with like gauze. It's just like pretty foul.
0: Vince is selling that the smell is horrendous. We
1: know Vince loves disgusting oh, yeah. stuff. This mm-hmm. was probably his idea in the first place. If
2: it would have oh, been you know, done in this day they probably would have added some sort of digital like Charlie Brown stink squiggly lines. Oh up for yeah. Or mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Lawler uses the loose boot across the face of Hart for a near fall starts choking Brett before trying to just stick his dirty sock in the face of the hitman, only for him to block, trip the king up, and hit a headbutt to the gut. What,
2: what, in the gut?
0: Hart delivers several elbows across the head, but Lawler counters with another boot shot to the face. The king then puts his boot back on before hitting a fist drop from the middle rope for a two-count followed by trying to ram Brett's legs into the ring post. But the hitman pulls Lawler face first into the post.
1: Posted. Now he doesn't have to smell his own foot.
0: True. All of a sudden, Akushi and Shinja run down to ringside, distracting Hart from attacking the king, allowing Lawler to grab Brett from behind. Oh, no. Akushi winds up for a punch, but the hitman avoids, causing the king to take the blow. Sending a kushi running to the back.
1: All the way to Japan.
0: Hart then rolls Lawler into the ring to hit a shot to the gut. A Russian leg sweep, backbreaker, and a second rope elbow drop. Before locking on the sharpshooter for the submission and,
1: and the win. win.
0: Post-match, the hitman would continue with the sharpshooter. Almost getting disqualified... For holding it on, too long. I mean, great. It's good stuff. That's right. That's how pissed he is. He should be. Puss this guy's it been fucking,
1: fucking with his family for legitimately, all maybe a year and a half and at this point. talks about my mama's teeth. Cause didn't he start with Bret Hart and then, and then Backlund got involved and then back to Hart. Like it seems like it's been Pretty going much. on. Yeah, some yeah, something like that.
0: Well, Lawler had to leave for a little while. They were in the middle of their feud, and then Lawler had to leave for a little while. And that's when Backlund showed up. Yeah. And then they moved away from it, and then they just kind of
1: came yeah. back to it. Yeah, because, I mean, it feels like it's been, like, fucking three years at this point. But not in a I'm-tired-of-it uh, way. Yeah. Like, it's it's Lawler and Bret Hart. These guys are both very strong at very different things.
0: Hart would then take his boot off, getting it ready as the king would have to kiss his foot. <sighs> Brett would deliver a headbutt to keep Lawler from leaving, which brings Akushi and Shinja running back down to the ring.
1: Oh, I guess he caught a red eye from Japan.
0: The king would attack from behind, holding the hitman from behind once again. With Akushi going for a springboard shoulder tackle. Only for Hart to avoid, causing Lawler to take the blow again. Again.
1: I mean we really gotta we really gotta just
0: Bury him.
1: Gotta Got bury it. the king.
0: Brett follows with a closed line to knock Hakushi out of the ring. And then he puts his foot in the king's mouth. Gross. He
1: legitimately is like standing up and wallers on his back and he's just jamming his toes into his mouth. And his mm-hmm. toes are legitimately in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's a close up. And it's really fucking gross. Yep. It's so fucking gross. That is possibly my nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said... I'm, I'm not I, had, I had to do a warning whatsoever. because I was just like, oh, no.
2: I'm not disgusted or grossed out or anything like that by much, but, yeah. The idea of somebody's foot being in my mouth is not mm-hmm. a... Uh,
1: yeah. Not to uh, not to a, shame not anybody, not to but talk. I have the opposite of a foot fetish. I don't want <laughs> to rub your feet, and I uh, definitely don't want anything beyond that involving feet.
0: Well, if that's your nightmare this next part was oh, even worse mm-hmm. because the hitman would then take Lawler's boot and sock off and stick it in the king's own mouth ugh staph infection Jerry gagging and dry
2: heaving to the back well, I mean he didn't wash that foot for you know a couple mm. months in preparation
0: of this match I want to vomit <laughs> so mm. we get another video package where the WWF supports the Special Olympics. That's
1: right. Oh, it's so cute. I love it when they do these packages. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we get video highlights of Bret Hart winning the 93 King of the Ring and Owen Hart winning the King of the Ring 94.
1: Uh, Bret first, Owen
2: second. So this but now. King of the Ring is officially heartless. Oh, I mean, I mean we had a Bret Hart match,
1: but we won't have a,
2: a Hart winning
1: or it's will It's pretty heartless. And I still hope that you have some things to say about why this all happened. Yeah, we might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just need to know. I didn't look it up because I was like, Matt's got to know. And I need to know.
0: So we got our eighth match. Mabel with Mo versus Savio Vega with Razor Ramon in the King of the Ring Finals. So they give us a shot of the Rocky Balboa statue outside the venue, comparing Savio to him, as this is his fourth match of the evening. Dang, he's a survivor, man. Yeah. Right?
2: Fun fact: I uh, almost brought instead of the uh, Gold Royale, I, I almost brought either a Rocky or a Balboa drink.
1: Oh, but I was, was going to say turtle soup. I don't. Want I was not soup.
2: able to obtain any absinthe.
1: Oh. I know a guy.
2: See a little green fairy. No, no, no. I actually know a guy that like
1: <laughs> has a huge collection of absinthe, and it's weird. And I remember drinking it once over at his house, playing board games, and then being at home and like just like waking up in the middle of the night and like just like floating to Did the you bathroom. You feel like a baby
2: floating on a cloud.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as giggly, but like more of like a, like wide-eyed and like I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. <laughs>
0: We're all a dream of babies having. <laughs> so Mabel uses his power early on to just toss off Vega but a mischarge in the corner allows Savio to hammer away with right hands chops and a 10 count of mounted punches. Get it Savio. Vega with an Irish whip that is reversed but ducks a clothesline attempt from Mabel but the big man is still able to hit a body slam only to miss an elbow drop followed by Savio clotheslining Mabel out to the floor
1: it was a slow mo
0: <laughs> no mo's on the outside yeah. yeah yeah I know Mabel drags Vega out to the floor and tries to slam his head into the still steps but Sabio blocks and reverses back in the ring Mabel applies a bear hug worst
1: bear hug ever the
0: longest bear
2: hug
3: ever
0: both it of those lasts. things forever
1: i like legitimately have like a pause in my notes where i just wrote the word yeesh no i i remember fast forwarding
2: through this part like <laughs> <by> hitting <laughs> the 10 long. or 20 seconds thing and they were still in a bear hug like,
1: yeah. what the fuck i mean a bear hug looks bad unless it's a really big guy <clears throat> doing it to a smaller guy
2: but in this but, case, it it was a big guy doing it to a smaller guy. But, it a 600 but it's six hundred and something pound dude. The guy's too big. Pounds. You need
1: like you need like like atom bomb or wait or sorry crush
2: or somebody doing it. Mabel, not Yokozuna. This is a five hundred pound dude and a two hundred fifty pound
0: guy. Vega so. starts firing up with no help from the crowd. So the big man throws Savio to the turnbuckle before locking on another bear hug. Second worst bear hug ever. Vega claps the ears to escape, so Mabel sends Savio to the ropes and hits a jumping shoulder tackle, followed by a chin lock. (sighs) Once Vega makes it back to his feet, Mabel just splashes him in the corner as the crowd begins chanting, ECW! ECW, oh, fucking right. ECW. Like right, some sort
1: of excitement. Right before that, Doc Hendricks says that Razor's trying to get the crowd into it. I mean, they're into it. Like <laughs> he's like, I don't want to get a tongue lashing, but he's like, he Razor trying to help, is what he said. He's like, oh wait, no, they like this. I promise. As they, and then right after he says that, they start chanting ECW. Mm.
0: <laughs> Mabel goes for another corner splash attempt, only for Sabio to move. And roll up the big man for a two count. Vega then hits a running spin kick for On the near fall.
1: Is This is his best spin kick of the night, probably. Right.
0: He then goes for a crossbody, only to be caught and power slammed down by Mabel. The big man would then hit a running splash for the pin. And, and the win. win. All, All hail hell King, King Mabel. Mabel! I will not.
1: I absolutely will not. Ben's knee. <laughs> Post-match,
0: Mabel and Mo go after Razor, but he fights back with right hands until the big man gets Ramon in the ribs, delivering a body slam and an elbow drop. Mo is then holding Razor's legs for Mabel to hit a second rope elbow drop. All of a sudden, one, two, three kid comes running down to try and save Ramon, but men on a mission just beat him down as well. They set up for a splash on the kid, but officials finally run down to get in the way to stop them.
1: I mean, it would kill the kid. would have. He's like fucking, you know, 180, soaking wet. I would have rice so crisp like, the shit out of him. Uh, is Razor IC right now?
0: No, Double J is.
1: Double J is. No. So it's like, oh, we're setting up Mabel Razor? Poor Razor. Poor I
0: think it's. We'll, we'll talk about it here
1: in Okay, cool. Because I got, <laughs> like I said, I have plenty of questions. He's got questions.
0: So we go to Todd Pettingale. He's on the stage with the crown and throne. And Mo just kicks him off, saying he will handle this.
1: Tells the crowd to shut up!
0: Try it. Mabel sits on the throne while Mo grabs the cape to drape across his shoulders. Mabel is then given a sword instead of a scepter. So I, I thought that was kind of cool mean yeah. a scepter would look tiny in mabel's yeah.
1: hands so. yeah and obviously he's a heel so i could give him a sword i mean I'm, obviously owen was as well but people love to hate owen people don't like booing mabel there's a difference between like enjoying booing somebody and like yeah it's a different thing ca- they, yeah. they
2: enjoy booing him or if they enjoy booing him it's because he's not Somebody else Yeah you're, you're not Owen
1: You're not Brett Yeah dude. I mean Yeah Owen Like even you, hate, When you do hate him You hate him for the right reasons They don't hate Mo For the right reasons Yeah Mabel Mabel
0: <laughs> Mo starts reading Off of a scroll While Phillies Begins to show Its brotherly love Throwing drinks At Mabel Oh, yeah. oh
1: man yeah This he looks like popped a, in the face an, an 80's JCP show With the trash <laughs>
0: Mo is reading this scroll very slowly, uh, with even Vince getting bored, saying, "Let's get this over with." You booked it, sir. He then ends. Mo ends with, "Long live King Mabel." I
1: mean, we want him to live a happy and healthy life, but maybe not in the WWF.
0: Mo then puts the crown on Mabel's head. When Razor, Savio, and One Two Three Kid would show up to retaliate, but officials would hold them back.
1: When they put the crown on his head, Vince says, Who would have thought? And I was like, what do you mean? You, you dummy. You thought this was a good idea. Yep. Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought? You son of a bitch. (laughs) Vincent sends it to the back where we see Lawler brushing his teeth and gargling Mr. It's pretty gross. Mm
1: -hmm. He does a very good job of playing sick.
0: Then we get an interview with Psycho Sid, Tatanka, and Ted DiBiase with Stephanie Wyon. God, she is really the worst.
1: Uh, She she seems more like she should be working for Nickelodeon and not WWF, but what's the big difference? We just had a Smell My Feet match.
2: Yep. Yep. We did. (laughs) uh,
0: Smell my feet, suck my toe match. Ugh. Yeah. Mmm. Sid says he dropped Diesel. Crushing his right elbow with a powerbomb, and we crush, see crush. we see video of it from in your house. Crush, crush,
3: crush, crush.
0: Tatomka then talks about his rivalry with Bam Bam and Money, while Million Dollar Man says that the champagne is on ice and so will their opponents.
1: I mean, these Sid promos are obviously the best things he ever did, right?
0: Pretty close. I love he?
1: his promos. They're they're like kind of the polar opposite of the warrior, but in the same vein of like intensity. But like they they're more yeah, more calculated. Yeah, they're more seething and less like gibberish, but the same amount of like like energy where you're just like, oh my God.
0: Petangel is then with Big Daddy Cool and Bigelow in their locker room and Diesel says he's not one hundred percent, but he's ready to go. And calls Tatanka Pocahontas.
1: can he paint with all the colors of the wind
0: hope so bam bam says they have confidence and are going to set this place on fire
1: yeah they're 220 (laughs) percent
0: and when bam bam said this line about fire i was just like oh okay cool that's a fun line not realizing that bam bam had like added fire to his gimmick, basically,
2: oh, he's a oh. face now, so we gotta give him something special. It, did, I
1: guess did he not wear the like fire, like gear before? This is then? the first time we're gonna see it. Okay, it? okay, because I remember the fire gear, but I guess we've seen him a handful of times over the years. Unfortunately, not as much as we probably like, but yeah, I always in my mind, Bam Bam is the with the fire gear.
0: Uh, so our ninth match: Psycho Sid and Tatanka. With the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Versus Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Diesel.
1: Big Daddy Cool, the beast from the east.
0: And like I was just mentioning, Bigelow has some gauntlets that shoot off fireballs. And his jacket has a collar that is made to look like fire. Yeah, yeah. He's got you know
2: flame at the ring that... Or is it at the ring or was it on his entrance that... I think it explode explodes
0: behind him. Yeah. It's not. They didn't because they, Diesel had the, the, sparklers behind him. Yeah.
1: Bam Bam looks like a a mid tier villain from uh, Pirates of Dark Water. Anybody remember that cartoon? No. Nope. No. It's a bad '90s cartoon about no. pirates. And I was actually the, waiting uh, for Darkwater. Bam Bam
2: to set the ring on fire because when he. Shoots his little fireballs off. One of them goes up. The other one shoots off towards the ground because um, his hand comes down already. Because I think he thought it already shot off.
1: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't uh, go to Ricky Steamboat's school for spitting fire. No, no,
2: he didn't. He he went more to. I mean, we bounced back to him before. But the the fireball guy that shot the fireball into the ring during the match. What the hell was that? Uh,
1: Jim Cornette did, did it to Jimmy like Garvin in something. the eighties. That's the one that I remember the m- most is the Jim Cornette and Garvin one. But there's been other fireballs. I believe Hulk took a fireball at one point. Yeah,
0: we've seen a couple fireballs. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, a, like a weird fire an an old Sheik
2: or something had thrown one into the ring. I could be. Oh worried. yeah,
1: you could be right. Like there was one during that weird maybe like a Tiger Jeet thing. Hor- thing.
0: Or Halloween horror match or whatever one there. With the electric chair. Oh well, that
1: was the one where the uh, the thing actually caught fire and Muda does the greatest thing on that whole pay per view where he does the mist, which he was probably gonna use at a different spot, but he uses the mist to put out the impromptu That's fire. Because right. <laughs> like the thing caught fire because it was because they didn't know what they were doing. It wasn't rigged up very well. So like something next to it, there was like an electrical issue and it caught fire and Muda just spits his mist on it, like not scripted at all, and it's beautiful. Beautiful
0: moment. So this match gets going as Sid attacks Big Daddy Cool as he hits the ring. But the faces clear it immediately. Once it settles down, Diesel starts it off with a clothesline on Tatanka. But as he backs away, Psycho Sid kicks Big Daddy Cool's elbow from the apron and drives it into the turnbuckle. Posted! Tatanka keeps working on the elbow with chops, followed by a boot to the face. And Sid stretches the ligaments on the ropes. Before going for a leg drop, which Diesel avoids in time. Bam Bam comes in with a clothesline before delivering a back elbow and a drop kick to send Tatanka out of the ring. Bigelow hits a DDT on Psycho Sid, heading up top, connecting with a flying headbutt, making the cover, only for the ref to be distracted by the Million Dollar Man.
1: I know a DDT from Bam Bam and the falling headbutt. I mean we're bam bam fans
0: bam bam starts worrying too much about DiBiase, allowing sid to attack from behind and hitting a choke slam off of the ropes Nine, one, one.
1: <laughs> i mean come on guys we're in philly
0: Tatonka keeps it up with kicks to the back and a belly-to-belly suplex before psycho sid comes back with more kicks Bigelow tries to fight back, but a boot to the face from Sid knocks him out of the ring. Psycho Sid then goes to drag Bam Bam back in, only be tripped up, but as Bigelow gets on the apron, Tatanka yanks him back down to the floor. Sid rolls out to the floor to deliver another boot to the face, before getting back into the ring to apply a chin lock.
1: I know Bam Bam, I'm like, he is selling too much for the big boy that he is. I hate it. I hate to see it.
0: Bam Bam then uses his momentum to slowly make his way to the corner (laughs) to tag in Diesel.
1: We could call it a hot tag, but we probably won't. I'm not going to. (laughs) It was a slow tag.
0: Big Daddy Cool comes in fired up, hitting a running clothesline on Psycho Sid, followed by a power slam and an elbow drop. With his hurt elbow, so he doubles over in pain. Stupid. Stupid, Kevin Diesel, <laughs> Oz, Vinny. Bigelow and Tatonka both tag in with a Native American hitting a running crossbody and applying a chin lock. Bam Bam tosses Tatonka off to the ropes, but he telegraphs a back body drop, allowing the Native American to hit a jumping DDT for a two count.
1: And uh, was it this show that? I guess this show, Diesel was selling his elbow. And, yes. and the last show, so it's been...
0: No, it's just a show. just a show,
1: okay. Yep. So I get it. He's got he's got an extra big
2: elbow pad on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can... That elbow hurt. he's got this huge pad, but uh, he's not protecting his other elbow at
1: all. Maybe, I mean, I guess he can't steal it, but it's like, maybe he got surgery and there's a plate in there. <laughs> like one. Guts and
0: gory Lex Luger. Tatanka goes back to stomping away on Bigelow, who begins to no-sell everything, where they both start running the ropes for them to both hit clotheslines for the double KO. Tataka is up first, and he goes back to the chin lock, only for Bam Bam to break free (laughs) and hit a senton splash and an Inseguri to the Native American, before making his way to the corner for the hot tag. Diesel's hitting forearms, followed by a sidewalk slam on Tatanka, sends him to the ropes only to miss a clothesline, allowing the Native American to try for an Okotaro, to no success, as Big Daddy Cool just holds onto the ropes. Diesel then charges in with a running boot to the face, followed by a jackknife powerbomb, but only for two, as he pulls Tatanka up off the mat. Oh, no. He's pissed. Big Daddy Cool then points at Sid. But Psycho Sid just says, no thanks. And he walks out on his partner.
1: You're going to leave Tatanka like that? I mean, most of us would at this point, too.
0: Diesel then hits an elbow drop on Tatanka for the pin. And And the win.
2: Magically healed elbow.
0: Post-match, Big Daddy Cool and Bam Bam celebrate in the ring as Pyro goes off. While Vince says his goodbyes before the show fades to black.
1: Right before it goes to black, uh, Doc Hendricks just says, Wow! And you don't believe any of those three letters coming out of his mouth. But he does it, and I thought it was very funny.
0: So I have a couple fun notes here for us. Bring it on, I need these notes. So, this first one was cut off of the network version of this show. but, And I believe it's probably because it was Barry Judinsky... Merchandise shilling They probably cut it Because they didn't want to Put the phone number Blah 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 But When Shawn Michaels Comes out to the ring Because I don't know if you remember He was already in the ring For the match Oh yeah They don't ever show him Walking out But he walks over To the Where the crown Is And he tries it on Oh What a tease And it's massively Too big Oh wow Just selling it so, I wonder if watching that live would have set off a few alarms of what was about to happen on this show. Yeah.
1: You know what should have happened. A lot of different stuff. A lot of
0: different stuff. So, second fun note. I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> interesting t- uh, t- tidbit. tidbit. Yeah. This is the only King of the Ring that the Heartbreak Kid and the Undertaker ever compete in.
1: And uh, neither know. of them are... Used well. Yeah. I mean, they do a great job. They're both always, mostly always deliver.
0: So, gentlemen, I ask you, what are your overall thoughts of King of the Ring 95? How frustrating is it
1: for Savio Vega, Mabel, and, like, Rody to be guys that are doing well when Razor is on the outside, when Jeff Jarrett is... On the outside, outside, when Owen Hart is on the telephone, when Shawn Michaels. Is... It's a countout. Let, count let me throw a time my. Time limit draw.
0: What I have written down here. It's not a hard show to watch, I'll say that. This is a very bad show. Mm-hmm. And lots of problems mm-hmm. are the booking. Yeah, of but this like, show.
1: I, that's why my question is Is somebody hurt? Is everybody
0: hurt? Here's the thing. What Vince was going for on this show. It was new was stars. Trying to make new stars.
1: You didn't have. You didn't pick the right guys. Mabel and Savio Vega. Not stars. Ain't it? Nope. No.
0: Let me list some names. I, you've mentioned quite a few of them already. Yes. Luger, Owen, Bulldog, mm-hmm. Razor, Jarrett, Michaels, Undertaker, and Yokozuna. And even Bob
1: Sparkplug Holly, who has one of the best showings in this show. One, two,
0: three.
1: three. Yeah, one, two, three. Kid. How great would it be <laughs> for
0: one, two, three kid to go deep? But any of those other names that we've listed, put them in a tournament, and the excitement level for this is through the roof.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean it's it's called King of the Ring. It's not called New Guy We Barely Know of the Ring.
1: There was a, when I watched this initially, there was an early match where I was like, "Oh, it's this guy versus this guy," and I was wrong. It was Rody and like Vega or whatever. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be Jarrett and Razor or whatever." Like whatever the match was, it was early on the show, and I was like, I. You know, they were coming out, and I, like, wrote the match down in my notes, and I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, no, pause, scratch, reverse, and then yeah. I, like, my heart just, like, sunk into my fucking so, stinky
0: foot. Here's the, like, you could have even, instead of putting Bam Bam in this horrible main event. Bam Bam. Where he's the only one doing anything. Bam Bam over
1: Mabel all day forever. You mm-hmm. could
0: have pushed Bam Bam in this tournament. It would have been great.
2: Yeah, give him a, a fiery crown and uh-huh. cape exactly. And he d-
1: he hasn't
0: done the cartwheel in a
1: long time. If he does yeah. the cartwheel in the sword, last match, into give him a like a, a so a flamethrower.
0: How technically the booking for Mabel makes sense. Mm-hmm. Follow along with me here. I'm listening. He beats he beats Undertaker. Yep. He beats up three guys. Yep in the final after the match but he beats up three guys they make him look strong Mm -hmm. that are names new monster maybe if he had more than the bear hug maybe if it was Bam Bam they make him look like a monster so I get it what they were going for is the correct way to build that Mm -hmm. but Mabel is not like no one is ever going to care enough about Mabel even even if it's not Savio Vega Say it's Ma- say Mabel and Shawn Michaels is the final.
1: Yeah. Put
0: Shawn Michaels on the other side of the bracket.
1: Shawn Michaels is going to do great against Mabel.
0: If Mabel beats Shawn Michaels...
1: It's believable. He weighs five Shawn Michaels. I mean, it
0: might be believable,
2: but... No, it pushes him over the top to make him that top heel that they want him to be. Because exactly. somebody big. Him beating Savio Vega means guy.
1: absolutely nothing. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, he beat the I mean, new they guy did, who is Razor's Undertaker new 1-2-3-Q. 3 yeah.
0: I mean, that was the reason they had Undertaker lose. Because it was... Mabel names. over someone that is a big name. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It's like years later when you know Jericho wins the belt after beating Austin and The Rock in the same night. It pushes Jericho up that yeah, one he more. He instantly becomes top tier because he's he just still, beat the two big
1: guys. He's still
0: milking it. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's so, not those guys. So their thought process of what they had isn't bad. They just hmm. didn't have
1: the talent or the personality. Yeah. In the guy, exactly. They like tried if they could, they, they could have done many it people. with Sid. They could have done it with Bam Bam. Yeah, Sid could have torn through. Sid people. was already at the top of the card. So he we, was. He didn't need it. He, he he definitely was.
2: We didn't necessarily need that whatever tag team match.
0: No, but it was nice. To,
1: it was nice because it was something after. I, I need mean, it washed the taste out of my mouth. Okay,
0: so another interesting thing that I've heard. So Bam Bam was starting to get over. Mm-hmm. And Since '92, the click. '91. Had Bam Bam put into this match, so Diesel could steal some of the pop that he heat. was getting. The yeah. heat that uh, he was getting.
1: Yeah, take some of the hours.
0: Yeah. So hmm. that's the reason why he. That's the reason why this tag match was made because Bam Bam was heating up, but he, he he's never going to really amount to anything. Bam Bam mm-hmm. never
1: becomes Vader, but Bam Bam could have been the face version of Vader at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. He's a very likable guy. He's not as scary or smelly as Vader, but he's big and can move just as good. or ba- He moved better than Vader earlier in his career when Vader was still... Because, yeah, I think of when I think of Vader, the next person I think of is Bam Bam. Because there are these... And his wrestling huge gear gu- probably smelled fresher. Huge guys and Bam Bam never quite got like I mean, deserve is a weird word to use, but like yeah, I mean, never got quite what like he should.
2: Bam Bam have. being around as long as he's been. Yeah. I mean we're we just finished WrestleMania eleven and yeah. he's been around since three? Was that when we first uh, saw him? I think so. Yeah, like I mean he was
1: like I remember maybe the first time seeing him. It's probably like 88, 89, but he goes away. He kind of does a steamboat thing where he's gone yeah, he, and well, back, He goes, out, he gone, goes off back. to
0: Japan, yeah. tags with Vader for a long time, comes back, and is seems to be. And he's getting over in mm-hmm. WWF, and we'll see and someplace else over here soon. over on the other side. Good, where, where's the smart marks at? Yeah, there, there, there. All right, fuck you. I think it's time we smart it up. So give me some of your best moments of this show.
1: I mean, I think that the Bret Hart-Jerry Lawler thing is done really well. Even though we've seen them for so long, Like this feels like it might be the end of it. And it's a pretty good end to it. Where Bret finally got over on him, and he got over him in a disgusting way that only Vince would have thought up. Only Vince and Jerry Lawler would have thought up.
0: I mentioned it earlier, the Doc Hendricks thing uh, with the Mm -hmm. Spanish commentator like translating for him
1: yeah it was very funny I, it was it was the closest was, to Bobby he's ever gonna so get it was so
0: bizarre and like out of place if he had just made those comments it wouldn't have made it, been out of place but like having the Spanish commentator actually like interviewing and he's translating it was funny it was super bizarre but it was probably one of my favorite it was one of my favorite things it's
1: from the show. book of Heenan.
0: yeah I'm gonna actually say the comma Shawn Michaels match was actually a really good match yeah and it that's what i I almost feel like it made kama look good kama would have maybe and better than why savio i mean i don't know i, I mean obviously we know kama isn't a gimmick for Very a long, whole lot longer yeah because he moves on to something else but shanga kama godfather but like could they have not done more with kama i mean i, I know he gets a match with undertaker or he's having matches with Undertaker. Yeah, such but say. like I think Kama's they continue a, to be a dark matches on. Kama Kama's big, bigger
1: and more agile than than Vega. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not that much that like he's not leaps and bounds better of a wrestler, but he is definitely a better wrestler.
0: I mean, I think you you said it perfectly while well ago when you were like, Savio Vega came out with Razor Moan, Rody came out with Double J Jeff Jarrett, and you wrote down the match the opposite way. Bullshit. And you went, "Wait, what?" I think that's literally this. Ma- that, that's this the this whole show. show. Yeah, it's <laughs> this show. It's, it's like, why? Why is it these guys and not those guys? Also, like if
1: Jeff Jarrett like steals a win in a from a heel perspective, where Rody gets in the way and he pins Razor, and then goes to the end. And Jeff Jarrett versus even Mabel, but then Razor comes in and fucks it up for him, and Mabel wins. I guess that would be heel versus heel. Okay. So, so that wouldn't work. But like you know what I mean? Like the idea that like him stealing the win from Razor, getting through to the end, and then Razor and Vega screwing up Jeff Jarrett's King of the Ring match I is mean, way better. Than technically, oh
0: Razor had hurt ribs. Kayfabe hurt Can't ribs. Can't believe Razor's not here. What if he had done the four matches in one night? With hurt ribs, yeah, and then and then beaten Mabel, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if Razor really needs the King of the Ring thing to even, but it's still better. Does does it push him up another level at that point?
1: Yeah. The other issue
2: is, it should. But then at the same time, I mean, Owen hasn't really or didn't really get
0: pushed as high as he should. Literally, the only King of the Ring that I remember that really pushes someone to. Superstardom, we'll Austin. see. We'll see next year. Yeah.
1: The um, other thing I was thinking was like, maybe if they pulled the trigger too fast on some of these guys, like Diesel maybe Booker, yeah, maybe Booker Diesel, over a little bit more. Diesel, Shawn, I mean, Triple H did, and Razor are all faces. If not all three of these guys were faces, then you could put one in there, and it would make a lot more sense. But they're all faces right now, and they shouldn't all three be faces right now. I don't think. Personally, I think that one of those three guys should be a heel at this moment and they should be like in here over some of the other guys they chose. But like those three guys all being, you know, working together in the last couple of years and all being faces at the same point in time, it's like, "Mm, maybe spread it out a little more because you don't have other good heels to match that. Like you don't. We saw Mabel do a bear hug for eight minutes. Yeah, and it was a problem because it was a bad bear hug.
0: Well, I, I'd say we've kind of blended our best moments and most disappointing because there's not a really, whole lot. Really,
1: we really have. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a hard show to watch. That being said, because it's... it's 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 interesting in a bizarre way, where it's like this is what we chose to do. It's a show
2: where I, I mean, granted, I watched it years ago too, so I knew the end result, but.
3: Yeah, I knew. Mayba watching it this it. time,
2: still, I had to stop myself from hitting the fast forward button several times because there's just. You say it's not a, a hard show to watch, but it's not an easy show to watch either. Just because it's lots of boring parts. Yeah, I think that stuff. it's.
1: I think that it's pretty short, and the matches are kind yeah, of
2: it's, short. It's one of those that I wish would have been cut in like the new japan style where it was just just the matches nothing else
1: it's a show
0: that needs but the thing is most of the best moments are the stuff that's not true <laughs> very true <laughs> that's not the matches that's yeah. the that's, that's the, the that's the
1: stuff that that like makes it an easier show to watch because the matches aren't particularly yeah. long i mean i'm but the other stuff is like i'm happy that high at quality. Least
0: had the
2: guts to try you know had the guts I mean, but he, here's had the no glory because vince, of it.
0: vince tried something in trying to create new stars, mm-hmm. it didn't work. But I mean, literally, it's because he took tw- it's away all of his established stars, and to we're try. yelling at the screen to for them to create new stars instead of fucking bringing back Goldberg. Yeah, for the seventeenth. Also, time. when the, when
1: they make a joke about where the big boys play, where like Shawn Michaels makes a like wink at you the camera, and then and then Mabel, and then Mabel and then wins, and it's like the big boy that is less agile in the ring than Hulk Hogan
2: but you know his words were just because you're big doesn't mean you're good I would take
0: challenge that Mabel is less agile than Hulk Hogan I think Mabel is
1: you think so? mhm yeah. I guess Hogan does the same things and he has it down pat and Mabel does not have that <laughs> he does it, definitely doesn't have the M- confidence Mabel, Mabel
0: does a spinning wheel kick he will take a clothesline over the top over rope. the ropes yeah, to that's the true. floor
1: mm-hmm. it's true That's true. It's true. You're you're true. But Hogan would give a better bear hug.
0: Okay, we're just gonna continue to bitch about this show. So let's just move on on to best performer of the night. (laughs) We we gotta. I
1: don't know. Um, Uh, Sid promo, Jerry Lawler, Bret Hart. They're always great. Sean promo. One, two, three kids. um, Little fun perform fun running before getting beat down. Uh, Honestly, mine's going to Spark Pug Holly. Uh, actually, his... I think Sparkplug might be Sparkplug Spark with his, he has like 10-plus like, roll-ups in that match, and he's very explosive and very fun to watch, and it's a shame that he yeah, couldn't have giving, put on. I'm
0: giving mine to Kama, because I actually enjoyed that match, even if it wasn't. I'm to give mine to the Hardy Boys, because they there did a go. great job
2: of opening they those doors. They opened that door like champions. They did.
1: Right. I, I appreciate your comments. Extremely good job. Yeah, I'm a yes. Sparkplug boy uh, this day in
0: 95. How about most surprising?
1: Funny that 123 came out and then just got like thrown across the. Just got beat down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Cool. He was returning. Oh, he's.
1: Nope. Yeah. Yeah. A guy that people love. Like, kind of the perfect underdog. And he's been the perfect underdog for a couple of years now. Yeah. Quote unquote surprising is that nobody watched this when it was happening and thought that this was the show they were going to get and that Mabel was going to win. But we all know in hindsight. Because there's been, this, I mean, there's been in, this show's a big joke. going in,
0: everyone and, saw the eight people and was like, "Oh, Shawn Michaels is winning this." Yeah, and then Shawn Michaels is eliminated in the first round. And everyone's like, "What the fuck's going in a, on?" In a match that becomes so that's, a double that's the disc- most supr- if you were watching this then, yeah, yeah. That but it's, been it's the most famous
1: for the, like King Mabel is yeah, just King as King Taker, yeah, King Mabel is just as synonymous with you know tongue-in-cheek jokes as Mabel was the third guy. Like it's the same joke. Yeah. And Mabel was the butt of both of those jokes. The uh, quality of hey food you makeup. Is this
0: the worst WWF show we've ever watched? There I don't be. know.
1: It's hard to say. I feel be. like this one was not hard to watch, but it was kind of like staring at a train wreck. Where it's like, oh, I feel bad for like... It's like staring at, like at a train wreck,
2: but it's easy to turn away from.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, because I had not seen the show before, but was aware of it, it was... I was intrigued by the choices they made um, in a morbid way it's surprising
2: that they put all their hopes and dreams and sabio vega who is brand new i mean yeah they were trying to make new stars but they're using somebody who they've had used as the what was the hell was he
1: quang yeah he's quang. not the guy like why isn't hakushi on here yeah. king hakushi and then him I mean, losing yeah. and then going away yeah, forever see, that would have been, been a
2: slap in the face in wcw right
1: there because King Haku, King Hakushi. King Hakushi would be great.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hakushi could easily whip around all these guys Mm -hmm. and believably beat them because he has a similar mystique to The Undertaker, but in a more athletic way. In a big trouble in
2: Little China, (laughs) lightning bolt guy appearing on a street corner out of nowhere effect. Yes, for
1: sure. He seems like... The last bodyguard to the big boss before the big boss turns into, like, um, an actual monster due to magic. Yes. Yes. It's good. Rest in peace, Hakushi. I'm he's, sure... I, I hope he's still alive and happy. Oh, and healthy, like, but I dead? know he's basically done here. Now I gotta look. He's gotta be
2: basically done here. Hakushi, are you still around? Yeah, he's 55.
1: 55. He's a young man. In Tokushima, Japan.
2: Well, that's where he was born.
1: Oh yeah, he's a young man with one of the best looks we've seen in all of 178 episodes we've done—a number I just pulled out of my ass that is incorrect. So,
2: did they actually draw those tattoos on him? I or don't. Or is that an actual tattoo? See, look at him. the commit to the bit. Okay, yeah, because yeah, there's a picture of him with no tattoos. Oh yeah, he's much older.
1: Commit to the bit. He still looks great there. Yeah, he does. We're pro Hakuji here.
0: Very much so. And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling the dusty finish Tatsumi Fujinami had never lost the IWGP heavyweight championship but had relinquished it to participate in a tournament at the very first Tokyo Dome show in 1989 during that show Tatsumi had suffered a severe back injury that had kept him out until just a few months prior but once he returned he was on a war path towards the belt Riki Choshu had been the current champion for four months when Tatsumi Fujinami would get a late Christmas present at King of Kings on December 26, 1990 in Hamamatsu, Japan. Neither legend would have an early advantage, Trading blows back and forth until Choshu would hit a knee to the gut, a vertical suplex, and begin to work the back of Tatsumi. Ricky would apply the Scorpion Deathlock would release it to continue striking the back. Fujinami would fight back with a dragon screw leg whip before heading to the top rope, only to be press slammed off, allowing Choshu to go back to the deathlock, which Tatsumi makes the ropes to break the hold. Fujinami would again fire up to hit a drop kick and a pile driver before going to the top rope, where Ricky would meet him there and the two men would fight atop the turnbuckles. Once back on the mat, Tatsumi would lock on a dragon sleeper, but was escaped with a back suplex by Choshu. Fujinami would try an octopus hold, followed by hitting multiple drop kicks, before rolling up Ricky with an arm locked bridging pin to become champion for the third time. Tatsumi Fujinami's reign wouldn't be long, as the man who had injured him would come calling for the belt he thought he deserved bum bum
1: bum. So Fujinami had the belt and was like, take it off of me. I want to be in this tournament. It's a big deal.
0: Because it was the first Tokyo Dome show. Yeah.
1: So to be there. So uh, that means Choshu won the belt in that tournament.
0: Big Van Vader won the belt there. And Choshu took it off. Of him. Choshu beat Vader. Okay. And now Fujinami
1: Okay. I was curious who Fujinami lost to in the tournament. Vader. To Vader. Yeah. Beautiful. Perfect booking. They nailed it. And Vader probably came over here to do some JCP or early WCW stuff while this happened. Maybe that's just in my head. He Who knows? actually did come over while he was okay.
0: Cool,
2: of. awesome. Is that when he had the oh yes, smoking
1: the, yep. the big plastic samurai elephant helmet? Yeah.
0: Next week, Hardcore Heaven 1995. Where we started where
1: could in that Philly? Be? We're ending. In I Philly? guess we yeah, we started today in Philly. Next week we'll be <laughs> in Philly. The week after that, uh, maybe we'll be in Philly. Yeah, we will be. We will not be in that. Philly. I know. I got the I I got the uh, credentials to have
0: the master list. May have to board a plane for that one. Ooh.
1: Cool. Excited. It's always nice to board a plane.
0: Music from this week's show is Pride of Achievement by Manhattan Production Company. And Diesel got the pin, so we're gonna play his music, Diesel Blues. Oh, uh, uh, Pride of Jen Achievement,
2: Johnston. Uh, Pride of Achievement. That just—it's like an ironic song for this show. Pride of Pride of Achievement. <laughs> it's, a, it's
1: like, well, it's over.
2: Yeah.
0: Did it? Just it's just over. The, it's the a catalog it. song that like anyone can go and pick yeah, out.
2: Just the name of it. Yeah. It's this like, show hmm. sucked. Pride of Achievement. <sighs> we're proud of our achievement here. We got through it. Chain. It's, has it's seen the King of the Rings song. Song.
1: Mabel. Yeah. It's just. I don't want to bring it up. We talked
2: about All hail, King Mabel.
0: you like the show or any of our other ones, and I mean more us talking about it more than the show itself. I yeah. mean some of these
1: shows. Sometimes we really like suck. It. Yeah.
0: Please go out there, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, recipes, food ideas, drink ideas, something from Philly, or anywhere else, you can send those to us on. You can send us them on email at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com or find us on twitter at wrestlinghistox that's wrestling h i s t o x we'll talk to you next week
2: slide into them dms
3: <laughs>
2: later
0: oh,
1: <okay>. diesel <laughs> <laughs>